Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here. You're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Coming to you live from the Macedon Rangers here on this beautiful Friday, the 25th of August, 2023. Trust you've had a phenomenal last week and a bit. Uh, It's been a little while since the last podcast uh, and uh, no excuse other than what the normal excuse is, just been absolutely flat out, which is probably a good problem to have, Uh, but very, 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 very privileged to be working with some phenomenal people, phenomenal organizations and helping them become exceptional in what they do, working with some fantastic teams, some fantastic sales teams, and through that process, obviously, some fantastic sales leaders as well. So if they are listening without uh, giving the uh, the names of the organizations, you know who you are, but um, greatly appreciate you plugging in, and thank you for your constant uh, commitment to your own professional development, but more importantly, commitment to the development of your team. Uh, so it's an absolute privilege to be working with you. So in today's podcast, as we wrap up the week, uh, the working week, uh, yes, this is the first podcast of the week, but uh, I needed to squeeze one in because I did want to talk about a very important topic, particularly from a sales leadership point of view. And even if you're sitting here listening to this as a non-sales leader, or if you're a person who's thinking about moving into a sales leadership role or into a leadership role of some capacity, one of the key things you're going to have to grapple with over your career is at some stage, your team are going to expect you to motivate them. And it's a topic that is very, very uh, dear to me because I've spent a lot of years working with organizations and also my own experience as a sales leader where I experienced people within my team who were expecting me to motivate them. And I've got to say, from experience, but also uh, working with a lot of sales leaders over the last eight or so years, it can be very tiring, very fatiguing, and it does not augur well for exceptional performance. So the title for this particular episode is going to be as simple as stop trying to motivate your team. So one of the things I wanted to um, talk about and one of the things I've grappled with and is working with sales leaders and also non-sales leaders. I often ask the question as to what their responsibilities are. Now, sometimes when people come into a workshop or I'm working in a group coaching capacity, uh, many people are expecting me to teach them, to, to teach them frameworks, to teach them concepts, principles. And yes, we do all that, but not always expecting me to ask some challenging questions. And one of the most challenging questions that I often ask is what are their key responsibilities? And when they respond to that, often they'll give the surface level response, which you'd expect from most sales leaders and most leaders. And that is, these are my KPIs. These, this is what makes me successful. These are the things I have to put in place to ensure that my, my team is successful. In other words, these are the key metrics. What's fascinating, though, is that through that process, through those conversations, often there's a belief that leaders share with me that a core function of the role is to motivate their team. And this it's almost every single time I ask this question, this is the response. I'm there to motivate my team. And they see it almost as their responsibility to ensure that their team are energized and they're filled with excitement so that they look for opportunities to motivate them. Now, how do we do that? Now, if you think about sales, and just to reflect on your own experience, if you're in a sales team right now or running a sales team, what are some of the key levers that you pull that enables you to create that environment where people can be motivated? 
Now, most of us start thinking about the habit, the not the habit, the habit, the carrot. You do need a habit, but they start with the carrot, and that is let's provide a bonus. Let's provide some attractive commission scheme. Let's put on an incentive trip, whether it be you make or overachieve your target, you get to go on some form of uh, business business expensive sort of, when I say business expensive, it is a business expense because of the tax write-off, but it's also a bit of a holiday, maybe a three or four day trip. And I've been on many of those, whether it be within Australia and also outside of Australia. So there could be an incentive trip, there could be like the number one club or the top performers club, whatever the, whatever the business that you're in sort of looks at, uh, or simply an opportunity to be recognized as a top former on a thing like a league ladder. And particularly in sales teams, I'm staggered at the number of sales leaders that do have this fixation with let's have a league ladder. Because if I have a league ladder, it creates a level of, I guess, internal competition. And through that process, for many sales leaders, they think, well, that will motivate the team, particularly if you're sitting below, like in the mid, mid-tier or down towards the bottom. And if you're up the top, there should be an incentive to continue to remain at the top. Now, the thing is, with all of this, they are all what we call external motivators or extrinsic motivators. And unfortunately, mostly, this is ineffective in driving sustainable, but also exceptional levels of performance. It may give you a short-term sugar hit in terms of might be a bit of a, a blip in the radar in terms of uh, an up, uplift in terms of performance, but it's not going to be necessarily a long-term, sustainable, and a consistent thing. And so for a number of years, I was also one of those sales leaders who believed that it was important to motivate and incentivize the team to drive outstanding results. So I would, and I won't, I won't talk about the specific companies, but I would, uh, I would spend time either individually or in small groups or in sometimes the whole team, look for opportunities where I could motivate the team, uh, look for some incentives. Uh, it could be providing some videos, providing some inspirational quotes, some inspirational passages to try and you know, create a difference that will make all the difference that will enable the team to become more motivated to drive the numbers forward. And I thought that through doing that, it would actually incentivize the team to get better and to drive those outstanding results. Because I just thought naturally, because I'd, I'd been conditioned through my own sales career by sales leaders who were leading me to say, well, you know what? Number one is the, is the goal you want to hit minimum is overachieving your target. You want to be able to go to um, New Zealand or you want to be able to go to Hawaii or you want to be able to go to Bali or you want to be able to go to Ayers Rock or Uluru as the on the incentive trip because that, that said you made it. That said you achieved your target. And most of the organization and the people within it thought that that was what would be the be all and end all to drive the results for the people. Unfortunately, the reality though was that performance was rarely sustained over a long period of time. And when I talk about exceptional performance, it is not just exceptional performance in the here and now. And I get that as a sales leader, and certainly in a sales organization that's highly competitive, we need to make sure that we're hitting numbers on a monthly, quarterly, and yearly basis. And I get that because that's the scoreboard. But I'm also about being exceptional over a long period of time. So there's no, no point in my perspective being a flash in the pan, so you can have, and I've seen it happen time and time again, there's been salespeople that have been extraordinary one year, and then they fall off the face of the cliff the next year. So they go from being a hero to being absolutely zero the next the next year. And for me, that was ridiculous. I, don't, I didn't understand it, and I didn't necessarily want to agree with it. Now, there could be a whole host of reasons as to why that happened. Maybe that particular salesperson got lucky, they caught lightning in a bottle, they just happened to be in the right place at the right time, 
to secure that big deal that put them so far in front of anybody else that wasn't funny. But the, the, the ones that really, if I look back, the ones that really delivered outstanding results on a consistent basis were the ones that could think about, you know, what is it that they're, why is it that they're doing what they're doing? It wasn't for the trinkets. It wasn't for the big recognition. It wasn't for being number one in the team or number one in the organization. And so what they were looking for is how do they have their performance be sustained over a long period of time? And when I began, and this goes back to probably 2011, started working with an executive coach, and I was very, very uh, privileged to be in a position where the organization I was working with uh, funded that for me because it was part of a high-performance, uh, high-talent program, which was, uh, which was a fantastic experience. But I used that particular executive coach to try and get really clear on who I was as a sales leader, what I was good at, and what I really wanted to do. And part of that was to understand how exceptional performance is actually driven and what actually makes people tick. And when I was working with that executive coach, we started to understand that, in fact, exceptional performance is driven through a thing called internal or intrinsic motivation. And in fact, my coach said to me six very, very powerful words, which for me changed everything on that particular day, but also continued to have an impact on me in the years that follow. And this is why today I'm always asking these questions of pretty much every single sales letter I come into contact with, but also every single sales team. At some stage in our conversation, I'll be asking questions around this or even repeating for verbatim these words, and that is stop trying to motivate your team. So here's the key message added today. Stop trying to motivate your team because once I truly understood this, everything changed. Now, it didn't necessarily happen overnight, but I had to train my brain, and I had to stop myself from uh, the impulse to want to motivate the team. To try to, to, I still wanted to help them. I certainly wanted to, help, to serve them. So I still had the servant's heart, and certainly wanted to continue to use servant leadership as the way to drive exceptional performance. But I knew that in order to do that, I had to create a level of independence, and that is instead of trying to motivate the team and put the elixir in front of them or the carrot in front of them, I had to start to understand the team in a, on a deeper level. So instead of simply looking to create that external incentive for the team to reform, I began asking better questions of myself as well as my team. And one of the most powerful questions to ask, and this is what I keep doing, and this is what I started to do, is why do you do what you do? So as a sales leader, listening to this message right now, ask yourself the question, why do you do what you do? Why do you get up every single day to do what you do? Why did you choose this role that you're in and why did you choose this company? And what keeps you coming back every single day? Now, if you start asking that of yourself, you can then start asking the question of your team members to try and find out why they do what they do. Now, I'll, uh, a little bit of warning here because when you ask the question and they're not, people are not normally used to being asked that type of question, chances are you'll get a response which is very surface level. And I get it all the time. So why do you do what you do? Oh, I want to be a great salesperson. I want to I want to pay the bills. I want to buy a new car, whatever the case might be. Um, a lot of that is surface level. So what we're trying to do is, is get to the core as to what is the key intrinsic motivator? What drives a person? Because there's going to be peaks and troughs. And if you've been in sales for a little while, you know that not every single day is roses. Uh, there's a lot of days where it is anything but roses. In fact, There'll be a lot of days where you actually, at the end of the day, you'll be thinking, you know, why the hell am I doing this? And they're the days that you need to really tap into the reason as to why you do what you do and be very, very clear on what that is because that will actually get through 
the dad, the down days that will get you through the bad days that will get you through also some very challenging times and maybe help you deal more effectively with some very challenging people. So it's a very, very powerful question. Now, unfortunately, there's not enough sales leaders or sales people out there who ask this question. But when we do ask it, what we can do is start to identify what some of those intrinsic motivations are and that if we focus on those with consistency and we did it repeatedly over time, you can actually deliver sustainable, not to mention exceptional results. And that's what we're all about. So as a sales leader right now, and if you're a salesperson listening to this, just think about um, what are the conversations you're having with yourself right now? What are some of the conversations that you're having with your team? If you're in an organization that is hell-bent on creating some extrinsic or external motivators, then uh, you know play the game, but start to think about, okay, I've got to complement that with getting really, really dialed in on what the internal or the intrinsic motivations are, because that's what will be the key that unlocks, I guess, the treasure trove to, for many, untold riches when it comes to selling and certainly sustainability and consistency. So time to change the conversation. Let's start thinking about what are the intrinsic motivations that drives us, but also what are the intrinsic motivations that drive our team. So really ask the question, what drives you? What drives your team? And why do they get up every single day? Because when we ask these questions, we place our focus as leaders on creating this environment that can not just inspire people to be their best, but they can start to perform at their best. Amazing things can happen. And uh, and And the best thing about this is there's no longer any need for you to motivate your team. And in the process, what you've started to do is create an independent thinking team where everybody knows why they're there. Everybody knows what the contribution is that they can make. So they actually become self-managed, which means it's a hell of a lot easier for you to lead your team. You don't have to be such such of a manager as many of us often have to be because our team becomes so reliant. So a key benefit of doing this and really understanding what motivates your team and, and stopping to motivate them is if we can start to create that environment where there's an independent level of thinking and removing or reducing the level of codependency, then the quality of the conversations will go up but also you'll have a lot of people taking the initiative and driving towards some outstanding results. And when we do that, then just watch what happens. So I trust that message resonates and I trust that message reaches you just at the right time as we wrap up the week. So if you are curious about how we can help you unlock the potential of your sales team, or in fact, if you're curious about how you can take your sales leadership to an exceptional level. Love to have the opportunity to have a conversation about how I may be able to help you do just that. If you've been listening for a while, you know the drill. Go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits. We'll jump on the fabulous Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at. What are some of the blockages that might be holding you back right now from extracting your potential? What are some things you're looking to achieve over the next three plus six, three to six months? And we can map out a strategy, map out a game plan, and we can start execution ASAP. So very much look forward to that conversation. As always, greatly appreciate you plugging into the podcast. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.